Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review Podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a longtime Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy. I'm your former Hallmark hater. Today we're discussing Friends and Family Christmas, which originally aired on the Hallmark Channel on December 17th, 2023. If you want to connect with us, when you're not listening to the podcast, come over to Instagram. We are in two places. You can find us at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. Come on over to our Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook group. It's just a good time over there. Nice people, great people talking about movies. Girls Gone Hallmark on Facebook. That's right. And if you want more from us, you can always find our other podcast, Approved with Megan and Wendy. Those are short form episodes where we share one item every single week that we are using and loving. It's a good time over there. Give it a listen. All right, let's hop into a synopsis of Friends and Family Christmas. Sure. Overwhelmed by Christmas events and a surprise visit from her parents, photographer Danny asks Laura Amelia for her help. Pretending to date is the perfect solution until real feelings develop. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's time for news and notes. This movie was directed by Ann Wheeler and has 71 directing credits. She also directed this year's Countdown to Christmas movie Heaven Down Here. She's directed on a number of TV series as well. A couple of them include recently Firefly Lane and Netflix's Anne with an E. This movie was written by Gary Goldstein and Tracy Andreen. Gary has 22 writing credits prior to Friends and Family Christmas. He wrote last year's Lights, Camera, Christmas, which was one of my faves. Tracy has 32 writing credits. One of her earliest works was The Spirit of Christmas, a review that is coming to Girls Gone Hallmark this summer in 2024. Look for it. I think Megan's real excited to revisit that one. Tracy has also written two YA novels. The first one is called So This Is Christmas, and the second is called So This Is Love. Humberly Gonzalez plays Daniela. This is Humberly's second Hallmark movie as she had a supporting role in 2022's A Tale of Love. That's a dog movie. Most recently in her 45 acting credits, she played Sophie Sanchez on Ginny and Georgia, and she also voiced a character in the Avatar video game. Allie Liebert plays Amelia, and can someone please let Allie take a nap? She's been very busy this year. She directed A Time for Her to Come Home for Christmas, as well as Christmas in Notting Hill. She's also an accomplished actress with 98 acting credits including recently appearing in 10 episodes of the Peacock series, One of Us is Lying, based on the popular book. Gabriella Reynoso plays Raquel McCallan. She has a handful of credits dating back 30 years, although she started working regularly just a few years ago. She has 23 total acting credits and has previously appeared in Hallmark's Undercover Holiday and The Christmas House. I love that. When you have like an actor of a certain age, it's like, yeah, I'm working a lot more now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Pretty awesome. Christopher Shire. Christopher's 93 acting credits take us back 30 years and includes an appearance on the thriller Along Came a Spider. I think I remember that movie. Morgan Freeman and Monica Potter. Yes, I do remember that movie. Most recently, he's been on this series Riverdale and Bookie. 
Samantha Cole plays Kylie Cook, and with roles on both The Bold Type and Unreal, Samantha's resume is quickly growing. She has 36 acting credits, including a role in an upcoming movie called The Hunt for Love. And based on the cast and crew alone, uh, that hints at being a Hallmark project, but I can't find word of any official announcement. Mm, Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk first impressions of Friends and Family Christmas. Go ahead. I'll go first. I don't understand what the title of this movie is and what it has to do with this movie at all. I do. I do. Okay. Please enlighten the me. The end of the movie, they're all together. Amelia and Danny with their families, and they're like, this is what Christmas is all about, being with friends and family. Yeah. Okay. I think it kind of speaks a little bit to like the idea of the chosen family that Danny mm. had created for herself. I don't know kind of a weird way to get to it but okay yes i don't think it's the perfect title for this movie my first impression is wait how does going to more holiday events help either of these incredibly busy women right i i did not actually understand that because danny was like i can't come home for christmas because i'm so busy but now here's my girlfriend i'm gonna go to all of her events too (laughs) what okay I don't want to skip ahead. Let's talk about uh, what we liked. Well, if I can start, obviously I like the representation we have in this movie. I yeah. Look, I'm, I'm thrilled for the idea of this movie and that it came to be. And that I liked that in this movie we have Amelia's father and Danny's parents have both fully accepted them for who they are. There's no storyline of tragic coming out stories. Yeah. They're just loved for who they are. And the struggles they have with their parents have absolutely nothing to do with the relationships they're in. And well done on that. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. I think maybe you've summarized all of my likes into your first one. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Okay. In addition to what you said, I love a fake dating trope. Yes. I'm very drawn to movies like that, so I like that. And in the last three years, we've watched a lot of Hallmark movies, and I can only recall one other, like, main lesbian storyline, and that was last year's Love Classified, but it also wasn't, like, the central part of the story. Yes. So is this truly our first first? Yes. Wow. I mean, let's keep moving forward, Hallmark. I think there are a lot of stories with a lot of different people to tell. So I I love the representation, like you said. On a very superficial level, I think Humberly Gonzalez might be the most beautiful woman I've ever seen on my television screen. She's so cute. And there's something very captivating about her acting. To her character, I liked that the story didn't have her giving up on her dreams for Amelia. She still is going to do the travel bit. They found a way, much like in Mystic Christmas, we see this too. No one's giving up their life, throwing away their dreams and their career to move back to whatever their partner wants them to do. Yeah, Um, They're finding a way to make their lives work together. And finally, while I did find Danny's parents to be a bit overwhelming, and in (laughs) fact, at one point I wrote, Daniela's parents need to back the hell off, I did love the boundaries are a real thing, mom, conversation, and the growth that they had in their relationship with their adult daughter. Yeah, that was good. I really like Danny's mom and dad. I agree, maybe a little overbearing, but especially just like showing up without telling her. 
But I'm love telling her mom. how to behave in her romantic relationship. Yes, agree. A little too much. But I loved the mom. The mom made me laugh so much. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed them. I actually really enjoyed them. Back to the Danny character. This is so yes. superficial, but I loved her wardrobe. There mm-hmm. was one time she was wearing like denim overalls with an orange sweater. Thought it was real cute. Yeah, and she has it like one shoulder off. Yes. It yeah. was very 90s to me. You know, mm-hmm. that was my heyday. And speaking of wardrobe, I also really loved Amelia's black dress for the work Christmas party. Had like that cape situation. Oh, yeah. I liked Danny's black dress. I thought it was so cute. Her little. It, it was cute. Skirt. It was too youthful for me. I liked the other one was a little more like reserved. Yeah. And finally, I thought this movie had a lot of diverse characters in it, which made me happy. All of the artists and her roommate, I just thought everybody was kind of like quirky and different and a lot of like variations of humans. I enjoyed it. I agree with all of that. And I really did like the art teacher too. I don't I don't know if she was an art teacher. I don't actually know what her role was, but she, you know, yeah, she was the, like the, the lady in charge at the studio, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I know who you're talking about. I thought I she like gave good advice, advice on things. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. good. She was good. Okay, well, let's move on to what we wished for, which is uh, a hard... Honestly, this is hard for me. Why? Well, I think because when we take a big swing like this, you know there's going to be pushback from certain members of the community. Mm-hmm. And... I want the movie to be great. Yeah, you don't want it to have any sort of shortcoming because you don't want that to be like the, look, we made this movie and it stunk. To be clear, I don't think this movie stunk. But it's not making my top five of the year. I hate to agree with you, but yes. (laughs) So I found the pacing of this movie to be a little bit slow. I agree with that. Coming off of... Movies like Round and Round, and then I followed my viewing of this movie with Sealed with a List. I thought the dialogue, I love snappy dialogue. I love quick and quippy and keep it moving. Not every movie is meant for that, but I think this movie could have handled it, and I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. I just felt like we could have moved it along, and I just think maybe the movie needed a little bit more because that final scene where they're at dinner and we see these shots of them smiling and laughing and cheersing and just enjoy. It's a long moment that I think was maybe doubly long than it needed to be. And I Mm -hmm. thought, are we filling space here? Oh, interesting. Mm. I would agree with that. I think I feel like you and I were raised on Gilmore Girls. And like, that's the, (laughs) that's the fast paced dialogue we're used to and want from things. When you listen to audiobooks, what speed do you listen to them? I speed it up. Yes, I do. (laughs) And it's not just because I'm like getting through life fast. It's like, I just need information at a quicker pace sometimes. I just find your brain becomes accustomed to a certain pace. And when you drop below that, it feels like, come on. Well, okay, I think that also leads into my next wish for here. Uh, while I love Ellie Liebert, especially in a main role, because we usually see her like as the friend, I her character was too reserved for me and a little bit awkward. And speaking of pace, I think like maybe a slower pace. I don't I don't know. I can't 
quite articulate it, but it gave me a ton of anxiety watching her. Oh. Yeah, it just made me a little uncomfortable because she seemed uncomfortable herself, like in her own being. I the, think that's intentional. I think I, that's intentional. I'm sure it is, but I didn't like, I didn't love it. I didn't, okay. It just made me uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Well, here's why I think it's intentional, which doesn't mean you have to like it. I think she was meant to be the foil to Danny's free-spirited, artistic mm-hmm. personality. Yeah. And she isn't quite comfortable in Danny's world. I identified with Allie Liebert's character a little bit because there's zero chance I'm getting on stage and doing karaoke. I don't want to go do fun, quirky things. I'm much more at home in a stuffy Law firm party. Yeah. Well, this then makes me think like two steps forward. Like, how's this couple going to last? They're very different from each other. And not to say that couples who are very different aren't a match. It's only been a week. It's not a terrible question to ask of many of our Hallmark romances. (laughs) Right. My other wish goes out to all Hallmark characters. And that is just please stop jumping to conclusions. Just stop. Well, it wouldn't be a Hallmark movie without this misunderstanding, right? Sure. And from Allie Liebert's character, and I understand she had been burned, but you're an adult. You're an attorney. You can have hard conversations. Mm-hmm. You know how to express yourself clearly. So I guess she just wanted to leave before she could get left. I I guess. I and mean, that's a realistic trait that people have, right? Mm-hmm. But... I, you know, this whole misunderstanding, all this information, a secondhand information that she learns that, you know, Danny got this travel grant or whatever and is going to Japan or Tokyo or somewhere. Maybe it's a week, right? (laughs) I I asked the freaking question. Yeah, exactly. Well, like you said earlier, too, I hate when you take, like, two people who each have their own busy lives and then they meet each other and now one has is expected to like change every change all their plans just because they met somebody new it's dumb it's so dumb it's like be like well i'm gonna go to japan for six weeks i'll be back we can still communicate like just because they're not living they're not married they're not living together they're not do you know what i mean yes yeah, those were details that would have been hashed out in one simple conversation. Totally. I, I mean, how silly to blow up this budding relationship where you guys clearly have chemistry. That dance that they shared was very lovely. And without saying like, oh, is this a temporary thing? And I love Danny's line. Yes, I'm going, but I want to come home to you. Mm-hmm. But again, they only met each other a week ago. Like, for come sure. On. Come on. I want to come home to you. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. Okay. Um, you know what I did hate? Uh-oh. Teddy bear hijinks. Oh. D- did not love. It gave me very much like friends pivot vibes uh. getting that mattress up the stairs. I don't. Nope. 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 <laughs> I didn't really love that. And in fact, there were some parts of this movie that made me lose interest midway, mostly relating to like the auction and Danny, mm. Danny's like photography. I'm like, I'm not invested. I, oh, I don't care. <laughs> Get out of here with your photography, Danny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I did like that whole thing where they had the party and like she was explaining like 
She does her reveal. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. But other than that, I didn't really... It, it didn't keep my interest. Okay. Are you ready for Did You See That? I am, and I just have two small have ones. Just one small one. Okay, you go first. The opening scene, the opening credits, we see Danny taking photos, and then like a couple of the photos we get on screen, like right after she's taken them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's taking the photos in portrait, and the photo we see on screen is in landscape and vice versa. This is little, but I am always curious when we see them take a photo and then show us the photo, how realistic is it that that was possibly the photo they've taken, knowing yeah. obviously that. Anyway, that's all. Easy. Um, here are my two things. One, did I hear a Taylor Swift reference in this movie? Oh, you did. I wish I could remember what it was, but I remember clocking it. It was something she, about her being the uh, greatest most singer, famous singer-songwriter yeah, of our time or something like that. Yeah, it was funny. And I think that's like two Taylor Swift references in two different movies this, this season. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a safe pop culture reference to make. For sure. For sure. Um, my second thing is bravo to the editors during the texting exchange. I love that they made the font big. And then they left it there long enough so I could read it. <laughs> yes, I love that as well. Sometimes they're so tiny. I know. So that's all I have. All right. Well, let's give a rating for friends and family for Christmas. I gave it three stars. As did I. Okay. I feel kind of bad because I, I want to give, like you said, like when they take risks on movies like this, because they're going to get blowback. I want to love it. This was just middle of the road, three stars for me, you know? And maybe ideally we get to the point where we're not like feeling guilty about that rating, right? Like I, yeah, movies totally. with representation deserve to suck too. Again, I don't think this sucked, but you know what I mean? Yeah. We got a diverse set of movies. Some of them are going to be great. Some of them are going to be terrible. And points for the network. We'll get there. For sure. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. We are sliding into the home stretch, dragging ourselves across the finish line, but we're getting there and we still have three more movies for you this holiday season. So come back on Thursday for a review of Round and Round. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Are you tired of waiting for sparks to fly on your dating app? Do you dream of running through airports to deliver an out-of-breath, unplanned monologue? Then stop doom-scrolling and start listening to Meet Cute Rom-Coms, feel-good love stories that take you from chance encounter to grand romantic gesture in just 15 minutes. We're bringing rom-coms back. Get a brand new Meet Cute series on the first Tuesday of every month, with new episodes twice a week. Fall in love with Meet Cute Rom-Coms, wherever you find your podcasts. Is this where we kiss.